Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast offering inspiration, strength, and hope through the tools of recovery, spirituality, and positive psychology. I started recoveryoursoul.net after having profound changes in my life in my recovery from alcoholism and control addiction. I was guided to share these tools with others through this podcast, as well as offering personal coaching and spiritual counseling. Personal recovery does not need an addiction to use the tools and principles to better our lives and transform just the desire to make positive changes and grow. As an ordained minister, I continue to study and deepen my relationship with the spiritual principles that have brought me a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. I know that together we can do the work that will recover our souls. Let's come back to the Al-Anon slogans. This will be part three of the episodes on the Al-Anon slogans. And I love, as I've said before, the slogans because both in AA and in Al-Anon, these simple, short, concise words have such a depth of meaning to them. And if I really allow myself to take in the true essence of these little tiny phrases when I'm in a place of chaos or craziness or pain or suffering or anything that's happening to me, it can just bring me right back to where I need to be, which is connected to my higher power. When we think that we're in control, when we're trying to make things go the way that we think that they should be, our minds are suffering and our hearts suffer. And it generally doesn't go the way that we think that it should go. And so we tightly hold on to what's going on to try to even more make it go in the direction that we want it to go. So these slogans bring us back right away. They can bring us back into a state of mind that's about how do I slow down? What is mine to do? How do I connect to spirit? What am I letting go of? So in the previous episodes, we went over, keep it simple, but for the grace of God, easy does it, first things first, just for today, and let it begin with me. And I'm reading out of How Al-Anon Works for Families and Friends of Alcoholics, which is the big book of the Al-Anon program. And you can order it online or contact your local Al-Anon organization to get a copy of it. It is Such a great book in so many ways. So I really highly recommend it. So let's go to our readings for today. We're going to do how important is it? Think, 
and one day at a time. So let's start with how important is it, and I'm just going to read straight from the book. This slogan helps us gain perspective. How important is it? If we take the time to think about what really matters to us, we may include such concerns as health, serenity, adequate food and shelter, and loving support from others. Each of us is free to determine for ourselves what is truly of value, but most of us agree that we often get upset about matters of little consequence. Compared to whether or not we have enough to eat today, how important is it if we overlook the chicken for dinner? Is forgetting to pick up the newspaper worth the cost of serenity? What price are we willing to pay to win an argument or prove to other people that we are right? Oh my gosh, that one for me was the cost of my serenity. I would allow myself to get so caught up in whether they got what I was saying. I just, even if it was something that was going to be beneficial for them. I thought it was beneficial for them. And I would get so caught up in trying to prove my point that anything that I was saying was lost. My serenity was lost. Everything was lost. So I love that they bring that. What price are we willing to pay to win an argument or prove to other people that we are right? And is there really a right or wrong in the first place? Going on, it says, how important is it if a call we have been expecting doesn't come through or if a loved one makes a choice you don't like? How often are we setting ourselves up for expectations? We're setting yourself up to think that if it doesn't go in a direction that we want, that it can just blow everything. And the slogan is, how important is it? How important is forgetting something at the grocery store or having some little something be different than what it was supposed to be or a big something be different than what it was supposed to be in your own mind to the happiness, to the connection of the people around you? It says, does a partner's unkind words in the morning merit a whole day of misery, obsession, and hostility? Does it merit even five minutes of unhappiness? Does it really matter? Must we take it personally? Is it worth the price of self-crimination, resentment to others, or hours of worry? Just how important is it? I talked in my last podcast about the four agreements, which I just love. And the don't take it personally is one of those agreements. And I was one of those people that if my husband was grouchy in the morning, It would be a whole day of my own unhappiness of wondering what I could do about it, obsessing about what I could do about it. Was there something that I did wrong? How can I make it better? If the kids were unhappy, what am I going to do about it? How am I going to solve it for them? What am I going to do for them? And instead of being present in my own life and in my own mind and letting go of everything else and realizing that I'm taking it personally, I'm taking it on to myself. And it's creating a resentment. It's creating a piece of me that is needing them to be a certain way for me to be okay. And so really, how important is it? If somebody else is having a really hard day, we can have empathy, we can have compassion, we can have a listening ear, but we don't have to take it in and take it on ourselves 
to be our job to fix it, to do something about it. It goes on to say, even if we decide that the situation is important, we can ask ourselves whether it's important today. Are we living in the unknown future, worrying about things that may never come to pass? Today is all we have. Why waste this precious gift of time on trivial concerns when we can be appreciating the fact that we have everything that we truly need? I don't know if you've heard Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, but every spiritual thing that I've been listening to and paying attention to comes back to mindfulness, comes back to the awareness of being here in this moment. And so much time is wasted on the past. So much time is wasted on worry for the future. And then we forget to live right here, right now, And even when I'm in chaos, even when I'm really having a hard time, if I use my tools of breath, of prayer, of just giving space, coming back to my body, recognizing my arms and my feet and my hands and my toes, and just being present in that moment, Generally, in that moment, what I can say is right here, right now, I'm okay. I'm afraid. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm lonely. I'm scared. But if I am in that second, I know that it's going to pass. I can feel that connection with my higher power that says, I'm not alone. But if I allow my mind to whip and spin and turn, then I get caught up in everything that's going on and I lose, I lose that connection. It says the perspective we gain when we apply this slogan makes it possible to set aside petty worries, minor irritations, and the baseless judgments so that we might celebrate the extraordinary richness and wonders that life offer. The next slogan is just the word think. It says, one of the effects of alcoholism is that most of us tend to react to everything we encounter, often perceiving minor incidents as major crises. Rather than choosing to act on our own behalf, we allow other people's actions and demands to dictate what we do and thus allow little regard for our own interests. As a result, we often feel victimized and at the mercy of whatever difficulty life puts in our path. The slogan reminds us that instead of automatically reacting to the provocation, request, or demand that comes along, we can think before we act, making choices that are in our best interest. So for those of us who are in a life with an active addict or um, dysfunctional situation, so for me, Al-Anon is a program that came out of AA for alcoholism, but I believe that it can be used in any situation with anyone who's dealing with dysfunction. And that can be dysfunction that is current, and it can be dysfunction that happened a long time ago and set up patterns for us. And so I know that for me, I tend to want to be a peacekeeper. I want to fix, and I think it is my job to fix and take care of. 
So instead of paying attention to my self-interest and what is healthy for me, I got caught up in choosing that it was my job to take care of other people. And you may have somebody in your life who is demanding, who is demanding certain aspects of you to be there for them in a certain ways. And what Al-Anon offers, what this slogan offers is for us to not just immediately jump, not immediately jump, but to stop and to think and to make choices and to begin to not just be reactive, but to start to respond. So it says, some of us are surprised to discover that think is a slogan. After all, some of our most concerted thinking has gotten us into deep trouble. The difference today is that our thinking has changed. We try not to waste our time scheming about how we get others to change or worrying about matters over which we have no control. Wow, how much do I talk about control? That is my number one thing that I have learned in my transformation of my soul is to let go of control. We learn to put our minds to work where they can do us the most good. We think about the part we play, creating our own joy or sorrow, and what we can do to enhance our lives and improve our interactions with others. I know that taking responsibility for my peace was a big part of my recovery, that I had to really look at what part I played in my life, in all aspects of my life, positive or negative. And so much of the things that I thought were the negative things that I felt like were done to me, hurtful to me, I had to be honest that I played a role in that. I had to stop and think and say, I was part of that hurtful conversation. I reacted in a certain way. I have eyes that roll or a face that contorts that makes the other person think that what I'm that what they're saying is coming across to me in a certain way. And those reactions that I have affect them and thus infect the situation and the conversation. And so when we start to think and we start to look at our part that we play both in the good and the bad, something changes because we have control of ourselves. We have control of how we are in a situation, whether we're going to get bent out of shape about it or not, whether we're going to jump and do what they ask us to do constantly and then be resentful for it, whether we are going to be the ones who are taking everything personally. We get to think. It goes on to say, we think about the 12 steps and try to apply them to our own particular circumstances. We think about how to include our higher power in our everyday lives. We're no longer trapped by the distorted, self-destructive thinking of the past. With Al-Anon's help, we're learning to put our thoughts to more productive use. I love that. I think that What I can say about my soul recovery is that my thinking was what was broken. Yes, I was an alcoholic. Yes, I drank too much. But the stopping drinking doesn't solve the problem. The stopping whatever the behavior is that somebody has does not solve the problem. Our thinking 
is what's broken. And when I made the changes in my life to change my thinking and be aware of how critical every thought that goes through my mind, every word that comes out of my mouth is an energy that either attracts that same kind of energy or repels a kind of energy. And what I want in my life is love. What I want in my life is peace. What I want in my life is happiness. And if I change the way that I respond to people and I start thinking before I have those thoughts, those words, those actions, I make different choices. And those choices bring to me a whole new life, a happier life, a wholer life. And so the slogan think so simple, but covers a huge amount of ground. Our last slogan for this episode is one day at a time. There are many ways to solve a problem. It reads approach a new understanding, cope with a fear and prepare for change. Many of us have tried tackling such projects by peering into the future and trying to anticipate and resolve every glitch that we think we might encounter, making decisions based upon information that we don't really possess because the future hasn't happened yet. I know that's true for me. I definitely felt like I needed to look way ahead and and have every single thing figured out before I even really understood what the situation was. And just stopping has been really helpful for me. So it says, rarely is this a satisfying approach. In most cases, we can't anticipate every possible turn of events, no matter how diligently we prepared. So we eventually get caught off guard. Meanwhile, we have to extend so much energy trying to predict future events, soothe future hurts, and prevent future consequences that we've missed out on today's opportunities. And the magnitude of the task we have set for ourselves has left us drained, overwhelmed, and distraught. So well said. I know that when I am present and I trust, 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 that my higher power is leading me in the right direction. I did an episode recently on intuition, that when I'm in my ego space of thinking that I personally have to solve and resolve every single issue, every single problem, every single thing that's happening for an event, for relationships, for work, whatever it is, I'm in that state where I think I'm the director. I think I'm the one in charge. And so that person who thinks that they're in charge is, of course, anticipating the future, of course, looking way ahead and trying to see what might be coming down the road. And what we're missing is being present and listening to the guidance and the intuition that takes us down the path. I love, I love, love the GPS as an, as a story, which is we are asking spirit for a destination. And if you just listen to your GPS now, it gives you step by step, take a left here, take a right here. And so if I'm just in the moment, what am I to do right this second? Then I have so much more success of really allowing whatever the twists and turns are to happen without it being this huge effect in my life that feels negative. It says, for most of us, a much more practical approach to our challenges and fears is to take them one day at a time. 
We can't do anything about the future because it's not within our grasp today. Don't worry about it. Trying to manipulate it, anticipate it, all these activities simply remove us from this moment. We can't change the future, but by making the most of today, we prepare ourselves to be able to handle whatever comes tomorrow. It says we may wonder whether or not to trust a beloved's renewed commitment to sobriety, but there's no way we can predict what will happen in the long run, and we can only choose that we will respond today. This particular line about somebody else's recovery, somebody else's life, somebody else's what they are promising to do was a huge piece of sadness for me in my life, that both for my spouse and for my kids. Having having kids who have both dealt with addiction issues on and off over the years, myself, I would get so caught up in the promises that they made. And when it didn't happen, when it when they struggled, it just would crush me because I wanted so much for them to have this recovery. And yet I've learned, and through Al-Anon in particular, and through the soul recovery journey, that even if it's not sobriety, even if it's just a change in someone's life, someone's saying that they're going to do better with money, that they're going to do better with their weight, they're going to do better with their eating, they're going to do better with whatever it is, not gaming, not watching TV, those are their things to deal with. Those are their burdens to bear. Those are their demons. And when we get caught up in trying to manipulate or change those aspects of them, we are forgetting to be present for ourselves. We're forgetting that this is their work to do. And then we're not doing our work on ourself. All of our preparations will not have spared us a single ounce of pain, it says. In fact, we will have lengthened our suffering since we'll have added to all that extra worrying time. It says if they do manifest, these painful problems will not hurt any less tomorrow, whether we've stewed about them or set aside for today. All the preparations will not have spared us a single ounce of pain. In fact, it will have lengthened our suffering since we'll have added all that extra worry time. So if there's no advantage in trying to live in the future, it only makes sense to stay here in the present and make the best of every precious moment we are given. Another advantage of living one day at a time is that we break huge, overwhelming tasks into smaller, more attainable ones. We may not be able to resolve a dispute with a boss or a loved one for all time, but perhaps we can come with an agreement with just this one day. May we not be able to pay off our entire debt right now, but perhaps we can pay a small portion of it today. Knowing that small amounts eventually add up to large ones. We cannot do what we cannot do. Worrying about going hungry tomorrow won't put more food on the table today, and it will only make us forget to appreciate the food we have. This day is ripe with opportunities for joy, for sorrow, for experiencing the full range of human emotion and experiences. Isn't it time that we took advantage of it? I love the just one day at a time for all the things that they said, but especially this end where it's breaking these huge pieces into smaller chunks. Because when I started recovery, 
for my alcoholism, there was no way that I felt like I could never drink again. It just was such a part of my life that the idea of not drinking again was unfathomable to think about. But what I could say is, can I not drink for the next hour? And I could, I could do that. And so when I think about my Al-Anon recovery, can I not pick up the phone and check on my kids for an hour? Can I not worry about what somebody else is doing in their life for 10 minutes? And when I take it into these small chunks, can I just do this for today? I'm building that muscle. It's like working out. You're slowly building a muscle that stops the compulsion, that stops the obsession for changing other people's lives, for being overly involved, for over-worrying, for super-worry. And then we get stronger. And then all of a sudden, it's, it's days before you realize that you've even obsessed over what you used to obsess about with your husband or your kids. And once you start to build that muscle, your mind starts to change, your neuron paths actually change, new habits are formed. And it just starts with one day at a time. And sometimes we fail, sometimes we fall down, sometimes things don't go well. And that's okay. We just start again today. We don't have to beat ourselves up. You don't have to think of how you failed. You just start again, start anew, start afresh. And I know for me, that saying my my affirmation prayers, or the serenity prayer or whatever it is, can take it so that if I'm having a day that has just gone, gone sideways, that I can stop. I can think, I can take a minute to really discover and remember who I am and reset for that day. Give myself another chance. Coach, give me another chance. Put me back in. So today when we talk about how important is it, stop and think. And just one day at a time. These small, short, simple slogans give us these tools to slow down, to put ourselves first, to connect with our higher power. Little tools in our tool belt to help make our mind calm, our lives better. And each time we pick up these tools, we get stronger and stronger and stronger. And we put down the burden and we pick up a level of happiness. They're the promises, and they come true. So I hope these tools were helpful for you. I think we've got a couple more left for one more episode. And we just thank you for being part of the Recover Your Soul community. Until next time, namaste. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offered you tools, guidance, and inspiration on your journey to recover your soul. For more information, please visit our website, recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find more about Rev. Rachel, book coaching and spiritual counseling sessions, read the blog, not only by Rachel, but other people who are on this journey to recover their soul, listen to music, connect to social media, as well as subscribe to receive email updates. We thank you for supporting the production of this podcast by donating on the homepage. 
By following, subscribing, and reviewing this podcast, you are helping to spread the word of Recover Your Soul. We hope you'll follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the private Facebook group to become part of our transformation community. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.